This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to break down what's going on lately with Razorback basketball. Also talk a little bit about football stuff. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of recruiting as well. All that and more on Hogsports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't followed the page yet, be sure to do so. Throw us a like on this video if you like the content that we produce. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up there if you like the show. Also, subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Help us grassroot this. Let other people know you got a dad or a grandfather or something like that or a buddy who you think might like the show. Uh, Be sure to shoot them a link. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star rating and leave a review. Say something nice about the show so you let other note so you can let others know what to think uh if you like the show also available on spotify stitcher anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast if you haven't signed up for hog sports it's just one dollar right now for your first month that's one dollar as we approach the late signing period which could be the most uneventful signing period in the history of arkansas athletics because there's not anybody who's committed right now who's expected to sign this will be the first time in february if nobody commits between now and then to not sign with Arkansas. I mean, the first time Arkansas hasn't had any signatures in February because everybody signed early. So that's something to watch. I think, you know, Arkansas obviously has a few spots left. They're obviously made it, you know, pretty well known that they want offensive linemen, defensive linemen, maybe guys that have a little bit more eligibility than just a, 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 a grad transfer in the case of the offensive line, defensive line, looking for somebody to come in and impact pretty soon. But right now, you know, there just hasn't been – a whole lot of movement there hasn't been a name out there this to, just to follow and I know there's they're dropping like flies at Tennessee and there's some guys from Auburn and stuff like that but right now they're just there hasn't seemed to be a whole lot of of traction with that we'll get into some more football stuff specifically uh coaching uh transition stuff here in a little bit but I want to talk a little bit about Razorback basketball because this was a, a program that was I mean, you were starting to get really concerned. You know, Eric Musselman didn't like his body language. You know, he looked distraught. Of course, he just wears his emotions on his sleeve, especially hates losing, and and you can really see that come through in his press conferences. But there was reason for concern after the LSU and and the Alabama game, and, of course, Alabama's playing incredibly right now. But to bounce back against Auburn at home, that was as key a game as – there has been this season because without that game then you really start to question yourselves you know losing the two road games against two quality opponents that's one thing it was disheartening disappointing but if you came home and you lost to a team that you beat handily on the road three weeks earlier that would have been a real concern and then of course you need to go take care of business against Vanderbilt they're shorthanded they're not good so you needed to go take care of business in that one so Arkansas has won two in a row Let's look at the SEC power rankings. This is by Robbie Weinstein on 24-7 Sports. He does a great job. You got Vanderbilt at 14, who Arkansas just beat. South Carolina at 13. Texas A&M at 12. Georgia at 11. Ole Miss at 10. 
Arkansas's next opponent. We'll get into that. Kentucky at nine. Mississippi State at eight. Auburn at seven. Arkansas at six. Now, you can argue the position of a lot of these teams on here, I think, but I think they nailed it with Arkansas at six. 12 and four, four and four this season. LSU is five. Tennessee is four. Florida is three. Missouri is two. And Alabama is one. Arkansas has lost to Alabama, Missouri. They haven't played Florida yet. Tennessee, LSU, they've lost all those. Okay, they beat Auburn. They're playing Ole Miss next. They beat Georgia. They haven't played Texas A&M. They haven't played South Carolina. Beat Vanderbilt. So Arkansas is even in SEC play right now. 12-4 and four and 4-4. Four and, four. and they have a chance, and they should, at home against Ole Miss. They should take care of business in that one. Arkansas won 92-71 last time out, obviously, on Saturday at noon. Jalen Tate had his best performance to date. 25 points, 9 of 15 shooting. He was just a bucket behind uh, having the overall team lead. But he's never scored 25 points in a Razorback uniform before, so it was his best scoring output. I don't think he's had better than five rebounds in SEC play. I think only one time he he had better than eight assists in SEC play. He had 10 against Georgia, so he had eight in that one. He had four steals, which ties uh, his best, and he did it in 37 minutes with a plus-minus of 22. So, very good game for Jalen Tate. Moody with 26, as I mentioned, eight rebounds. Good showing overall. Justin Smith, 12-7. and seven. I mean, that's you take that pretty much every night from him, especially when he's five of eight from the floor. Connor Vanover got a little bit more action. Saw 18 minutes. Five points, three rebounds. So, good showing on the road at Vanderbilt and a team that, that Arkansas should handle handily. So, returning back to Bud Walton Arena, 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network against Ole Miss. And after that, it's the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Or the Big 12 SEC Challenge, depending on where you look at it. ESPN 2, Oklahoma State at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Ole Miss is coming off. Ole Miss doesn't score a lot of points. And their last – I mean, nobody scores a lot of points against them either. I mean, I don't think anybody's hit 90 in a game that they've played. So, they just beat Texas A&M 61-50 in Oxford. And then before that, they beat uh, Mississippi State 64-46. <laughs> 46 and 50 points what their opponents scored the last two games. They lost to Georgia in Oxford which is surprising. I don't know if it's surprising. I mean, there's so many things that go back and forth, up and down, sideways. Before that, they lost to Florida in Gainesville, only by 11. Lost to LSU, 75-61 before that, and had their South Carolina game postponed. So they lost three in a row. They've won two in a row, and now they're heading to Fayetteville to take on the Razorbacks, which is a high-scoring team and Ole Miss a rather low-scoring team overall. Ole Miss averages 70.4 points per game compared to Arkansas, which leads the SEC with 85 per game. Devontae Shuler is a key guy to watch for them. 14.9 points, 2.4 rebounds, 4.1 assists. You would hope that maybe Tate, if Tate's put on him, that he would have a similar result as 
Scotty Pippen Jr. because Tate really, you know, I talked about what he did on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you know, he limited um, he limited Scotty Pippen Jr. pretty solidly, um, both you know shooting percentage, but he only had 15 points, which I, I think that's a low in SEC play for him. I think he'd scored like 18, so in the last three before that, but still it was a low um, affected him. And you know, Schuler's not a big guard either. You know, Scotty Pippen's not. I think I don't think he's taller than six two, but Schuler's six two, one eighty five, and so Jalen Tate does have that height advantage. Arkansas stats right now. By the way, go ahead and get your questions in. We're going to get to your questions here in a little bit. But Arkansas stats right now: Moses Moody leads them in points, seventeen point three points per game. You know, Moody's not shooting just exceptionally from three point range. You know, we obviously he's he's got. He's a great shooter, and he's got great range, but he's only 36.3%. You know, it's not like he's 40% or something. In fact, nobody is except for KK. KK was 40%, 41.7. So, Moody averaging 17.3 points per game. He is second in rebounding at 5.9, 1.7 assists, 1.1 steals, 44.8% from the floor, 81.9% from free throw range. Second on the team only to Connor Vanover, who is 100%. Connor hasn't missed a free throw. He hasn't shot one in the last four, I guess, but he hasn't played a whole lot either. Jalen Tate right now, 11.5 points, 4.7 assists, 2.8 turnovers. 53.7% though, and 39% from beyond the arc. I didn't mention Debo Davis. He's also 40%. So, two freshmen. Justin Smith, as I mentioned, 10.9 points. Leading Arkansas with 6.4 rebounds. So, you take 12 and 7, which he had last game out of him. He's capable of putting up more, though. You know, it was, I guess it was maybe it was the opponent in Vanderbilt, that, but I was expecting maybe a little bit less rotation. I wasn't expecting Connor Vanover to start. But he started in the game. I was expecting Jalen Williams. I kind of thought, you know, Musselman talked about he had six, and then, you know, he drew a line after eight and a line after ten. But, you know, Vanover was further down for me just based on, you know, the minutes that he's had and how he's played. But, it, I mean, they're going to – some games are going to work out for him. Some games aren't. That's been pretty obvious so far. I don't know if anybody's watching the show because Facebook has taken out the uh, number of <laughs> – the number of people viewing – So I have no idea if anybody's even watching this. All right, let's flip over to football real quick. So this was actually reported by Tom Murphy first from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This was January 22nd, actually. But Michael Scherer is expected to move into the linebacker coach role at Arkansas, replacing Ryan Rhodes, who, according to that article, he could move into an office position or something like that. But Scherer was the defensive quality control coach uh, under Rhodes last year. He's a former Missouri player, very similar path as Barry Odom at Missouri. Um, just racked up an absolute ton of tackles in his career, a ton of tackles. He was a, a 6'3", 235-pound linebacker. I mean, like we're talking like 266 tackles or something, and just really ruined his knee in his senior year. Tore his ACL, which is what Barry Odom did also at Missouri. But tore his ACL, pretty much knocked out his, his – uh, his pro future. And so, yeah, he's Arkansas's linebacker coach now. According to all sources, there's been nothing official on that, I should say. 
But, again, first reported by Tom Murphy. And then we found out later there are sources that Arkansas and John Cooper are parting ways, Arkansas's tight ends coach. Again, this hasn't been officially released either, but this is happening. And not sure when it could be released or anything, but um, that does appear to be happening. Now, Cooper helped with recruiting some Oklahoma kids. I will say that Arkansas tight end recruiting hasn't been just outstanding. I mean, they got Colin Sutherland last year, who was, you know, a guy that's, you know, more of a project type. Uh, Aaron Outley, who's from the state of Arkansas in this last class, you know, who, you know, I think obviously being from Arkansas helped there. But Arkansas is very thin at tight end still. You know, the the year before they lost the kid to Auburn who was committed. They lost the, the kid to UT San Antonio who was committed, you know, followed Jeff Trailer, And they needed those guys to jump on board with them. And, you know, last year I've heard some people talk about moving wide receivers and stuff to tight end. Maybe they move like a Corlin Jackson or something who was hurt all last year. But from this short history that we've seen so far, if they're moving anybody to tight end, it's a big body guy, right? They moved um, Marcus Henderson, offensive lineman to tight end this past season. Now he's back to offensive line. Blaine Toll, who's a defensive end slash tight end. Now he's back at defensive end, but he'd moved over there. Uh, they'd also moved one other player, a freshman linebacker, had moved there brief, very briefly. Defensive end slash linebacker anyway. So we'll see where Arkansas goes with tight end. I don't know that that's going to be the end of it. There have been other uh, rumblings. Football scoop, in fact, um, noted that Derek LeBlanc had been uh, mentioned alongside some NFL jobs. So maybe that's a situation to watch also. So I don't know that we're done with any coaching turnover. As a team, you know, speaking of departures and stuff, uh, as far as players go, Arkansas currently leads the SEC and the number of seniors returning for their bonus year. So Arkansas has 10 right now. And we haven't heard anything on A.J. Reed, the kicker. So he's a possibility also. Ole Miss also has 10, but eight of them, only eight of them are scholarship players, two are walk-ons. So Ole Miss has a pretty high number. Missouri has nine, and there's no word on whether they're walk-ons or scholarship players right now. LSU has nine. South Carolina has seven. No word on how many are walk-ons or scholarship. Tennessee has seven. Kentucky – not everybody's following this as closely as we have at Hog Sports, I guess. Kentucky has six. Mississippi State has five. Texas A&M has four. Georgia has three. Florida has two. Auburn has one. Alabama has none. Several waiting on NFL feedback, and Vanderbilt has none. So, that's tough, Vanderbilt, not to have any. Vanderbilt has not done a very good job, from what I have seen, handling COVID the whole situation. I mean, like we would expect a lot more out of Vanderbilt, wouldn't we? And maybe it's because they have, you know, more diminished athletic department. You know, they don't have a, like a an entitled athletic director, I don't believe. I think they do it in kind of a different way. So I don't, I don't know if that's what it was. But if you look at Vanderbilt, you know, they canceled their last game against Georgia, so they didn't play the full 10-game season. Neither did Georgia. I think those are the only ones who didn't do it. You know, the women's team have canceled the entire basketball season. They've opted out of the entire season. Uh, you had a lot of players for Vanderbilt opt out throughout the season. That, in part, also cost Derek Mason him jo- his job. I mean, so you fire your head coach in the middle of the season when you need some leadership to guide you through COVID – Vanderbilt basketball team was depleted on Saturday. 
it hasn't been impressive, I, I would say. I mean, I mean, every, I, it's hard for me to say like anybody is not doing this and not doing that right. You know, when this is just a virus that, that spreads. I mean, I said before, like somebody gets coronavirus, I'm not going to be like, well, you are irresponsible. I mean, that's not how it works. That's not how viruses work. But it does seem like Vanderbilt has had a lot of issues compared to other teams in the SEC. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And then here, nobody coming back, I guess. I mean, this is where you can help bridge the gap. As I mentioned, Arkansas with 10 versus Georgia with three, Texas A&M with four, Florida with two, Auburn with one. These are some teams that Arkansas is trying to catch, you know, trying to pass. So to have that many, pretty good. Tennessee has seven, but they have had some attrition. There are a lot of players entering the transfer portal. Now moving ahead to next year, just looking ahead, Arkansas – is very familiar on this list, a familiar name. These are the top 10 toughest schedules in 2021. Arkansas arguably had, at least according to Hunter Juracek, the toughest schedule in the history of college football last year. The number one. So Indiana, they have five games against potential top 25 teams. Virginia with five. South Carolina with five. Florida State with, with five. Ole Miss with five. Michigan with five, Auburn with five, Kansas with five, Rutgers with six. Rutgers got a tough one. Arkansas with six. Unless something changes, Arkansas will take on Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, and LSU all on the road. Play Texas in a non-conference slate. So that's a tough one. According to this, Arkansas is number one on toughest schedules. It doesn't list an order, but Arkansas Arkansas has the toughest schedule in the country again next year, according to this. So, familiar spot. Arkansas also made this list. Uh, you know, this is SEC's top games for next year. Again, if nothing changes now, we talked to Hunter Juracek earlier in the week, and they are preparing for – And well, first of all, let's say this. The schedule is going to be released here in the next – 
by the end of the week, probably, I would assume. By the end of the week, we'll know Arkansas's full SEC schedule. Now, we know the non-conference games, obviously. I think uh, UAPB's in there, Texas, Rice, forgetting one of them. But uh, we know those games. We know when the Missouri game is set, although that could move to a Friday. We know um, the Texas A&M game is set. Um, so, but the the rest of the SEC slate hasn't been released yet. So we're expecting the SEC to put out all those games probably by the end of the week. And Arkansas is planning to move forward in their ticket sales as if there's going to be 100% capacity in Razorback Stadium. And we hope that's where they are with the vaccine being released. And that's been, you know, a hurdle, but it'll get better, I think. So with the vaccine being released with, um, you know, just people contracting coronavirus, hopefully at some point, do we say, I don't, nobody even says coronavirus anymore, just COVID. But hopefully we're going to get to a point where, you know, we can intermingle more. So, and be shoulder to shoulder and things like that. So, um, SEC's top 10 games for 2021. Ole Miss at Tennessee. Alabama at Auburn, of course. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas made the list. Now, I remember when this list came out last year, and Arkansas was like the only team that didn't have a game on here. And I was like, what the hell? You can't come out with an article like that and leave out one SEC team? Just one. You can leave out four or five, but you can't just leave one out. But nobody thought much of Arkansas last year. So, this one's in Fayetteville. This is the year where you don't get, like, the great home games. Now, you get Texas this year, obviously, but you lose a home game because you're the home team in Arlington against Texas A&M. So, you lose that game. You lose the Missouri game in Fayetteville because that's going to be played in Little Rock. Uh, so, you know, this isn't the great slate of games. Really, it's it's Texas. You get You know, you get Texas this year, which is, which is big for the non-conference. But in conference, the only home games are Auburn and Mississippi State and Fayetteville. It's a competitive disadvantage every other year. That's how it is. Every other year, you're going to get you're going to get Auburn and Mississippi State. And you know, last year maybe that might have been the year you wanted it to be that way with with the COVID pandemic and stuff. This is the year that you want LSU and Fayetteville and Alabama and Fayetteville and you know Ole Miss and Tennessee. Texas A&M at LSU is six. Ole Miss at Alabama is five. Florida at LSU is four. Florida versus Georgia is three. Alabama at Texas A&M is two. And number one, Alabama at Florida. In a rematch. Arkansas finished. So CBS came out with their top 117 teams that played football last year. And uh, Arkansas was 70th, 70th. I would argue had they played some of these other teams that are ranked a high, higher than them, uh, maybe they wouldn't have been 70th. I mean, UTSA was 71st. I would, have, I mean, no offense to, to any of the former Arkansas coaches there, Jeff Trailer and Barry Lunny, but I think Arkansas would have won that one. Wake Forest is ahead of them. Toledo, yeah, I can't can't discount Toledo. San Diego State, Oregon State, two and five. Oregon State, Air Force, come on. Kent State. Georgia State, Georgia Southern, no. Tulane, Boston College, no. UAB, 
Nope. 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 A lot of nopes on here. I would have liked to have seen him play SMU, who is, or excuse me, TCU, who is 40, 41st. SMU. So, my take. Some bold predictions for the uh, 2021 season. This is the time of year when you start getting these kind of articles. Texas A&M reaches the college football playoff. A non-quarterback is a Heisman finalist again. UNC makes its second ACC title game appearance. North Carolina. Oklahoma posts an unbeaten regular season. Coastal Carolina returns to form as the group of five's best team. Remember when, when Arkansas played the Chanticleers and when Brett Bielema his last year, and, I mean, they almost lost to him, and we were just like terrible, terrible performance, not focused. That was when Coastal was like starting to – Take their program to another level because they they were they were low. I mean they they had not done anything. They were terrible. That's when they started kind of trying to creep up a little bit. And Arkansas, you know, almost was the team that first fell victim to them. But they have they've been a great program ever since on the on the Group of Five level. The nation's number one defense resides in Clemson. Ohio State fails to win the Big Ten title. They should have failed last year. So they didn't qualify. USC is 2021's playoff bubble team. We'll see. Danny West has an article for you recruiting nuts, which I know all of you are, on Arkansas's latest offers, just to run down his thoughts on each player. Again, if you want access to these kind of articles, you need to sign up for our VIP subscription. It's just $1 right now for your first month, or you can sign up for 30% off your first year. The good thing about the dollar deal, you sign up, you know, you're – you follow all the National Signing Day stuff, which doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot with Arkansas. But, um, And if you like it, you keep it, and then you know you go on a regular price. But once you do that, once you're paying regular price, you're also eligible for CBS All Access, which is commercial-free. It's a great – I mean, I use it all the time. I, I'm, not, I'm not like a big Star Trek guy, but I love Star Trek Discovery. I love Picard. I watched both of those just recently. And there's a couple other shows that I've got my eye on. But it's also going to change to Paramount Plus on, in March. So when it turns to Paramount Plus, then that just increases the library. Paramount, CBS, same umbrella. So once it changes to Paramount Plus, you're going to have even more stuff. So that's a that's a $100 annual value, basically, that you would get for free. So sign up for a dollar. See if you like the service. After it's done, then sign up for CBS All Access, which, again, will transition to Paramount Plus which is just a standalone app for your TV or your phone. It's handy for watching games also on CBS. But anyway, this is a good article. Recent offer rundown. Danny does a lot of those, including to the big red board where he breaks down where Arkansas stands. A lot of good stuff, not just from 24-7 sports, or not just from hogsports.com, but also our national network. There's a good breakdown here um, that I'm looking at right now from Chris Hummer just on all the attrition that Tennessee has had since um, their coaching's changed, but it just breaks down all the players that are leaving that program. So far, there hasn't been just a whole lot of activity with Arkansas. Maybe that'll change when uh, the season gets going or when the offseason hits. Larry Brown says, what's the reason for letting Cooper go? I kind of went into that a little bit. And, again, all I know is they're, you know, 
their parting ways. We'll see what that means exactly, but I think probably if Cooper had his choice, he would still be on staff at Arkansas. We do know he was involved at least, though, with the uh, tight end job at Oklahoma, the vacancy there. They hired Joe John Finley, though. Aaron Wayne Moyer says, who do you say the leader of the basketball team is on the court? Well, I think it's Desi. I think it has to be Desi because, you know, he's a guy that brings a lot of energy. You know, he's kind of the mighty mouse type, um, a guy who sacrifices his body. But when he's not playing well, I don't know who it is. It'd be nice if it's Jalen Tate. But the thing with, you know, a lot of these guys is they're all new. They're going through stuff for the first time. You know, Desi's kind of the guy that's, you know – He's the one steady force out of all of them because Ethan Henderson doesn't play a whole lot. It's really Desi is the guy that's kind of been around the block a little bit for you. So, to me, he has to be the leader. But to do that, he also has to be productive, and he can't have the lulls like he had just recently. He seems to be back on track now. Chad Everett says, Good afternoon in sunny South Georgia. Great road win for the Hogs and Moody back in his form. It is pretty warm here. It's 61 degrees in Fayetteville. But it's been rainy today. Good to hear from you, Chad. Jay Fraser says, which recruiting area would you like to see the next tight end coach having a successful background? I mean, I would never turn down connections to Texas. You know, I think that Oklahoma connections are important also. Arkansas, you know, showed this last class that they can have a lot of success in Oklahoma. Louisiana, of course, is always big. And, um, you know, Tennessee, just any state that borders Arkansas – I would say is is good. I think they've got a pretty good presence in Texas now. Um, you know, especially with Kenny Guyton getting on board. He's from Houston, so that's that's another added help. Um, but they have a lot of connections in Texas. They've got some in Louisiana. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another another guy in Louisiana. Oklahoma connections, I think, are also important. Memphis area. Does DJ Williams get hired as tight ends coach? I don't know about that. You know, DJ, I like DJ a lot. I've always liked him. I've known him since he was in high school, following him as a recruit and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know if DJ was totally serious when he tweeted that out. Maybe, maybe he was, but I don't know if he was totally serious. But he hasn't, he hasn't coached, so. Pat Gamble says, go Razorback. Joey Burns says, Trey, 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 what do you say? I'm saying it, Joey. Go Hogs, says Joey. Dennis Larry says, hello from San Antonio. Hello. Interested to see what happens in the quarterback battle, says Adrian Jones. I am too. This should be a really fun one, pretty wide open. You know, I think K.J. Jefferson gave us a pretty good taste against Missouri defense that didn't, you know, lauded for being great or anything. But, um, you know, in his first start in a year since the LSU game, I thought he showed a lot of progress. Through, through the deep ball well. As I've mentioned before, you know, Arkansas lost that game, but they also went into the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead. He threw two – I don't know, did he throw two touchdown passes? He led them to two touchdowns and also threw a two-point conversion pass, which was a little bit of luck, but it's good to have the luck, right? There's nothing wrong with a quarterback who's lucky, Matt Jones. So, I thought that was a good sampling um, of KJ, and then Malik just has a lot of natural ability, very electric. I'm intrigued with the idea of a guy like Malik Horns being there with his speed and having a guy like A.J. Green with his speed in the backfield. You know, that could be an intriguing duo. Maybe remind you of a Steve Slate and Patton Jones at West Virginia or something like that. 
but yeah, it should be interesting. Should come down to those two guys. You also have Lucas Colian, who comes from the freshman ranks. I still think KJ or Malik, and probably if you know forced to pick, I would probably pick KJ right now. But that means absolutely nothing. Hopefully, we'll get a bit. You know, we haven't had a spring under Sam Pittman. I would assume it starts on March fifteenth. That's a Monday. Last year it was supposed to start on March sixteenth, which was a Monday, and obviously got canceled. So I'm assuming March fifteenth. I'm hoping some stuff gets opened up to us more, like maybe getting to watch some actual real practice, some lineup and team, you know, some real scrimmage work, getting an idea of how this quarterback battle is breaking down. And Arkansas fans want to see that. They're not preparing for a game, so I don't see why you wouldn't let us watch a little bit. Come on, Sam. Help us out a little bit. Let us watch a little bit of spring. Kyle Curry says, Hogs. Hoops rematches versus Mizzou, Bama, and LSU later this season will be crucial, especially in the way of the RPI and strength of schedule. They absolutely, Kyle, need to get some games, some marquee uh, wins, you know, and I don't don't guess they really have that. Adding games against Oklahoma State and Kentucky, how many of these do Hogs need to win to make a strong case for the NCAA tournament, assuming? I mean, I would – they need to win some. I don't. It's hard for me to like just say off the top of my head, but you need to take care of business at home. You know, Bama's tough. LSU's tough. They can beat those. They can beat LSU. I don't know if Bama's beatable right now. Um, Missouri's going to be on the road, so that's going to be tough. Kentucky is is beatable. Oklahoma State. They, there's no reason that they can't expect to have a chance to win in that one. You know, that's all you ask on road games. I've said that before. Get in there with a chance to win. Adrian Jones says, looks like Desi's back on track. Yes, it does. And, you know, you never know. That's why I'm, like, hesitant to ever say, like, I see stuff, people say so-and-so is playing soft or something like that. Sometimes somebody has a tweaked ankle or some other kind of injury that they're dealing with, you know. And I don't know that was with KJ, but – or uh, not KJ, but with Desi, but um, it could have been. You know, he certainly didn't look like himself. Certainly wasn't aggressive like we're used to seeing him. Jerry Kasinger says, one, two, seven – I don't know what you mean there. Lance Walker says, I like Devo, but he needs to slow it down sometimes. Devo's the kind of guy that's got one speed. He gets in too big of a hurry. That spin move that he tried to do at midcourt, <laughs> it would have been pretty if he would pulled it off. Devin Newman says, with Cooper being let go, are there any other coaches on the hot seat with the staff? If so, who? I mean, right now the only language that has come out from anybody with football scoop had something on Derek LeBlanc being – you know, possibly interested or some other NFL teams interested in him, maybe. By the way, Tracy Rocker looks like he's leaving Auburn. Tracy Rocker just left South Carolina for Auburn and looks like he's leaving Auburn for the NFL now. Former Arkansas defensive line coach. Devin Newman says, with Cooper being let go, or the, I just read that. Donnie Farr says, hi from Eldo. Hello. Chan Mercer says, yes, we are here. Caleb Taylor says, watching in Ozark. What's up, Caleb? Nathan E. Allen says, watching from Seattle. I still see the view counter, 138. Watch. Oh, you were saying 127. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why the view counter isn't showing up here, but I appreciate that. Neil Green says, watching from Scranton, Scranton the office. Rusty Hotsettler said, 141. Watching now. Appreciate that. Greg Marler says, what's up, Greg? With the coaching changes, what do you think it says about Pittman? I think it says a lot about expectations and the value he places on recruiting as someone that is such a good guy and someone that is very loyal. It's good to see he won't settle. Again, I mean, you know, 
linebacker recruiting hasn't been just like out of the park, I guess. You know, they got Avant, who's from Jonesboro. He's an all-Arkansas type of guy. You know, Chris Paul, I would probably say that maybe came more from their Georgia connection. So maybe they're just looking for a little bit more out of recruiting. Sam Pittman has said, you know, you got to be able to recruit or, you you know, it's not going to work out. So I don't know if that's the case or not. But, you know, just looking at it on the surface, I wouldn't say like tight end recruiting has been out of the park or linebacker recruiting, you know, aside from I think Paul is a, is a good addition and Avant too, you know. But, again, I think maybe through different avenues those guys were brought to Arkansas. I like Ryan Rhodes. I think he did a heck of a job with the linebackers this year too on field. But, you know, who knows? Arkansas always has a tough football schedule, says Adrian Jones. That is exactly right, and it's a familiar list. Dwight Raleigh says, that's okay. Arkansas can't can just get those wins on the road. Devin Newman says, who would be my choice for a tight end coach? I don't know. I don't really have a list right now for tight ends coach, but um, we're working on it. We're working on putting something together. Brian Withers says, I still can't access my CBS subscription. Um, I would say shoot me a DM, Brian. I mean, so you go to settings at the top right, you re-authenticate, enter your username and password, and then it should say under subscriptions if you're eligible for the CBS All Access. And you can't have it – you can't be eligible if you're, like, on some other promotions. But if you're not, you should be eligible for it. It's a perk for our longtime members, people who've been with us for a long time. Most everybody came in on some sort of a promo. Don Eldred said, Jalen Tate may not know it yet, but it's him to be leader. Yeah. They need him to be a leader, obviously. I mean, he's point guard. He's a senior. Gerard Coulter says, watch from Texarkana. Tyler Dixon says, watch from Cave Springs. Favorite hog podcast right here. Appreciate you, Tyler. Tell your friends. Robert Hampton says, 71 degrees and watching in CrossFit. I've not been to CrossFit in a long time. I haven't been to CrossFit since high school. Junior year, probably. I think Crossett played up in in uh, Sheridan my senior year. Some interesting articles here. Curtis Wilkerson's got a, uh, a breakdown on Arkansas, by the way, was uh, Baseball America ranked them 14th. The baseball team, which I guess they get going here in February, not too long off. D1, let's see, where, where is Arkansas baseball right now? Ba- yeah, it was Baseball America. Perfect Game has Arkansas 20th. Baseball America has Arkansas 14th. College Baseball News has Arkansas at, 20, at 22. Arkansas is one of nine SEC teams. Florida's one, Ole Miss is four, Vanderbilt's six, Mississippi State's eight, LSU's ten. Hogs at 15 or 14. South Carolina at 18. Tennessee at 19. Alabama at 25. That's tough. (laughs) That is tough. Tough slate. Dwight Raleigh says, not Razorback related, but what's your Super Bowl prediction? I don't know. I, I... I don't know. I think the Chiefs will probably win. It's going to be hard for me not to pull for Brady one last time. 
although I can kind of see it as a from an NFL standpoint if you're like into conspiracy theories or they you know prop their stars up maybe a passing of the torch kind of like when the ultimate warrior took down Hulk Hogan it's a passing of the torch in theory at the time anyway from Brady to Mahomes although Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl I think I'll be pulling I like to pull for Kansas City though I've been to two Chiefs games. They're not too far away from here. But at the same time, Brady and I are both 43 years old. <laughs> I kind of like to see him get it done one more time. I think he's, you know, Brady cemented himself, like, without question as the number one quarterback of all time. You know, when I was growing up, it was it was Joe Montana, and I think it was – you know, probably before him, probably people thought Johnny Unitas, you know. Um, but for me, it was Joe Montana. People always said, like, I, I'm, like, old-timer. Like, I can't accept LeBron James taking over Michael Jordan for the number one spot in basketball. But why can't I accept Tom Brady? I can. Tom Brady's the best quarterback who ever lived. Michael Jordan's the best basketball player who ever lived. Lauren, yeah, we've had some updates uh, on bas- on coaching changes, but, you, I mean, you'll be able to watch the show again, obviously. Okay. I think we've covered it pretty well, everybody. Before I get out of here, once more, man, I hate it. I didn't mean to leave all this YouTube stuff up there. I do that all the time. I meant to get rid of that. So before we get uh, out of here, I want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch unless you can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page. Throw us that like. Throw us a smiley face, a frown face, a laugh face, whatever you want. Just engage with the video if you haven't done so already. But follow the page if you like the content that we put out at hogsports.com and with Hogsports Live. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a like there. Subscribe to the page. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And let other people know. Share the content with others you think might like it. If you've got a, a grandfather who maybe isn't technologically savvy, maybe you can set him up on it. Let him know how to watch the show. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. The show is over, so go ahead and back out of there and throw us that five-star rating and say something nice about the show if you like it. If you don't, don't worry about it. But if you do, we'd really love to have that from you. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sign up for hogsports.com at just $1 right now for your first month. You can go to hawgsports.com. You'll see where to click for $1 deal. And uh, there's no promo code or anything like that. Just sign up and you'll get the deal. All right, everybody. Curtis will be back with you guys on Thursday. Arkansas plays Ole Miss on Wednesday night. So Curtis will be with you guys for Hog Hoops Live, which is our more dedicated basketball show where he just breaks down everything super in-depth. Curtis does a great job. If you're not following him, it's Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter and uh, does a great job breaking down Razorback basketball and recruiting. So – Appreciate everybody for your questions. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.